T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Back out of here on The Fan. It's Jonathan with you guys. Hope everyone's enjoying your Monday. Let's go out to the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Part of Caesar Sportsbook, the 33rd team, Pro Football Network, the Half Forgotten History podcast. Got a lot of jobs. Uh, Trey Wingo joining us here at 92.3 The Fan. Hello, Trey. Hey, what's up, man? How are you? I'm good. Uh, well, first off, before we get to some of the Brown stuff, I need to pitch you my new idea. So they, uh, the Browns have a player on their roster called Tommy Togiai. Okay? I'm trying to start a Tommy Togiai toga party sponsored by Caesar's Sportsbook. What do you think? I love that idea. I mean, do you think bet like an emperor? Bet bet like an emperor. <laughs> now that we're live in Ohio, wearing your Tommy Togiai toga, like this has got to work. It's just it's set up for success. Is the true idea here? Uh, who's been your favorite person to work with on these Caesar's commercials? I absolutely love them. I think they're hysterical. Uh, listen, uh, Cooper is actually really funny. Like he, he is, uh, Cooper Manning is the, is the unsung silent comedian in the entire family, but, uh, they've all been great. It's been so much fun. And obviously, uh, the, the real answer is Halle Berry because, you know, Halle Berry. <laughs> so that was fun. Uh, do you think Cooper ever actually has to pick up a check ever or are there pain in the no. eye? Just kind of like, you know, this one's on me all the time. I mean, that, that's a no-brainer. Like, you, you, everyone understands. And we had, actually, Cooper. He was one of the guests of last season of the podcast. He's like, yeah, yeah, I, I'm, this is my time to shine. They had the football thing now, but now it's my <laughs> turn. And he's, he's taking full advantage of that opportunity. Love that. Uh, all right, let's get into the postseason and what you saw yesterday. Uh, the AFC is so tough. I said the cover charge to be an AFC team right now is just having a really good quarterback. Is it yeah. Mahomes, Burrow, and then everybody else? Or do we still lump Allen into that mix? What are we doing here? No, I, I think you have it right. And I'm sure there are a lot of people would put Burrow ahead of Mahomes. I'm not one of them. But I can understand why they would. I mean, the kid's ridiculous. He's an assassin. Um, but look, to me, like, when we have – and Allen is definitely behind at this point. You know, the, the Bills, we get into the Bills, they have some problems. I mean, as much as – as good as they've been the last three years, they have nothing to show for it. I mean, they have one AFC championship game appearance, and that's it. Um, you know, Burrow's been to a Super Bowl already. Pat's been to two. You know, the, the Chiefs are hosting their fifth straight AFC championship game. No one's ever done that before. They were the first to do it four in a row last time. Um, those two, to me, are head and shoulders above everybody else. And, you know, it's just how, it's just what you, what you take. Because you know, Burrow is a complete pocket passer, and Patrick is the magic man. You know, that, that's sort of the difference. And I think that Allen has definitely fallen behind both of those guys at this point. What is it that makes Burrow so special? Like I've talked to Bengals beat reporters before. They say the, uh, the cerebralness attached to Joe Burrow is what yeah. separates him. What do you think in your mind? He's a killer. Like, when, when, when I was 
preparing for the 2020 draft when he was the first overall pick, my favorite draft note was about Joe Burrow. When he was nine years old, he was competing on an AAU basketball team, and the team was down eight points with like 30 seconds to go. And he scored nine points in a row, including seven straight free throws as a nine-year-old to win the game. And the coach was a sociology professor at Ohio University. And after the game, he went to Joe's parents and said, I just want you to know that I'm a sociology professor, and uh, you know one of my jobs is to study crime. What I'm here to tell you is that your son has an unnatural ability uh, that you find in first responders as well as serial offenders. That the pulse doesn't rise, no matter the situation. They could be mowing the lawn or pulling people out of a burning building, and his pulse would remain the same. So thank God he's using his qualities for good, because he could be the next Dexter. Wow, that's a start. You know what's funny about that, too, is that uh, remember when Patrick Mahomes last year in the game against the Bills, the divisional game, uh, they did the whoop data. Whoop, whoop, like yeah. registers everything. And, and part of what happened with Patrick Mahomes in that game is that they got back the data, and the data showed that as the game was the most intense and the stakes were the highest, his heart rate actually went, it went lower, which is very similar yeah. to Joe Burrow there. Yeah, those guys, that, that's what you have to have. But that, that's Burrow's biggest quality. He has his disassociative ability to just remove anything from the, the situation and be, okay, what has to happen? And he's just amazing at that. Trey Ringo joining us here on 92.3 The Fan. All right, so if we're talking about quarterback being the entry point, what do we need for Deshaun Watson to uh, show us that he can be our cover charge, so to speak, in order to get in to dance with the rest of the AFC? Yeah, I mean, it it was not a great year, obviously, for a variety of reasons. But, you know, he he was working off almost two years of rust. Um, I I have to believe that's part of it. I mean, I, I don't care what you say. You can't be away from this game for almost two full years and, and and not have some issues going forward. So the hopeful thing is that you know, now he gets into a routine and, and uh, you know, there are no more disturbances, for lack of a better term, that he'll be able to, to get to where he was uh, in 2020, which was his last year playing for the, uh, you know, last year playing for the Texans when he, he had, a, it, it, nobody cared because they went four and 12 during the COVID year and there was a million other things going on. But if you look at his numbers in 2020, they were incredible, mm-hmm. and and you just you have to believe if you're a Browns fan that it's worth it because he's going to find that rhythm again once he gets into the sort of a the, more of a comfort zone because everything was crazy this year for obvious reasons and understandable reasons that he had to deal with and they were his own mistakes, but all of that contributed to just sort of a general uncomfortableness I think all the way across the board. Yeah, Trey, I'm working on this theory that uh, you know the Browns have had problems with the defensive side of the ball in the previous couple of years. We bring Jim Schwartz in, so it's uh, it's. We're hoping that it changes and trends upwards. But defensively, you know, the Bengals aren't the greatest defense in the world. The Chiefs certainly are not the greatest defense in the world. You don't need the greatest defense ever if you have someone that's a top quarterback. And I feel like if Deshaun Watson – basically what I'm saying is the whole entire next year rests on the shoulders of Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's interesting, right, because the, the Chiefs defense has definitely gotten better, and, and obviously the Bengals defense played, played their butts off on Sunday. But at the end of the day, you know, the quarterback is going to be the most important thing. You, you, at this point, in the way the NFL is, is refereed and, and, and sort of adjudicated, what you're looking for at this point is nothing more than like two or three key stops from your defense all season long. Like that's what you need. Can you come up with three big stops in a game, whether it's a forcing a punt, a field goal instead of a touchdown, or one or two turnovers, or maybe get a sack. If you can get, you can get just three or four key stops in a game, I think if you have the other side of the ball figured out, you're in great shape. 
Trey Ringo joining us, of course, from Caesar Sportsbook, the 33rd team, Pro Football Network, Half Forgotten History podcast. Uh, Trey, we were talking a lot about last week. Last week, we brought up the idea that uh, the Browns need to be open to potentially trading everyone, and that includes the idea of Nick Chubb. I don't want to trade Nick Chubb, but I'd be open to the yeah. idea. If the Browns did it, I wouldn't hammer him for it. When you have someone, if, if the passing game is everything in the NFL, if you have someone like Nick Chubb, as great as he is, Look at what these running backs, the top running back teams have done. Everyone's at home. Josh Jacobs, Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, they're all sitting at home. Uh, if they made such a move to get better defensively at the cost of Nick Chubb, could you still end up winning if you're the Browns? Well, I mean, let's bring in Christian McCaffrey. He's still playing, you know. Um, uh, I, I don't think you have to trade Nick Chubb, but like, I, what I love about a guy like Chubb is I'm a big believer in, a four, in the four-minute offense, which is, okay, let's say it's a four-point lead, you have the ball. Can you run out the clock? Can you finish it? And that's one of the things that Chiefs were able to do this year, I think more than any other year that they've been uh, in the Patrick Mahomes sort of era here. Uh, and, I, I, boy, I, you know, it's funny. I had Chubb on my fantasy team, and he, he single-handedly got me to the championship game. <laughs> I, everybody wanted to trade for Chubb. I'm like, I'm not giving you Nick Chubb. Like, you can ask for anything else. I'm not giving you Nick Chubb. And I think that has to be the, the line in the sand for Cleveland until somebody absolutely blows them away. Jay, let me ask you, because you're doing so, many, so much betting stuff, is, yeah. and you mentioned your fantasy team there. Is talking yeah. about your fantasy, or excuse me, is talking about your sports betting slips and the bets you have on them, is that the same as talking about your fantasy team? Or do you feel like that's different and people like to hear it? Oh, I think, I think they're, they're sort of different. I think they're different animals in the same family. Like one's a, one's a freaking tiger and one's a lion. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, sort, of the, they're sort of the same thing, just in different ways. Um, by the way, I'm glad you said that because don't forget, folks, uh, we're live in Ohio. That's right. Download the Caesar Sportsbook app and bet like a Caesar. We have a promo that gets you your first risk-free bet at up to fifteen hundred bucks. If you lose it, you get it back as a bet credit. Now, all that being said, uh, I, think, I think people are more interested in general on on the bet you make as opposed to your fantasy team. Because what's the old line on Twitter? Nobody cares about your fantasy team, not even you. So um, I think that people are a little more interested in. It's sort of fun ways to, to find a way to stash some cash on the real game. I mean, I can't help myself. I'm talking about it all the time. And then I'm thinking about my I'm yeah. thinking about it. And I'm like, wait, do people think about this the same way they do fantasy football yeah. rosters? Are we getting to that point? I don't think we are though. Yeah. Like I like I'm dying to know. Like like Trey, what is your favorite prop bet, for instance? I, I got into first score uh, first touchdown score of the game this past weekend. And like Jamar yeah, Chase was, was great for me. Is that is that what you do too? Yeah. Yeah, I went, I went with Jarek McKinnick, McKinnick from the from the Chiefs, and for the first time in forever, he hosed me. I mean, he'd, he'd been the Chiefs' first <laughs> he, he'd been the Chiefs' first TD scorer in four of their last six games. But playing the Jags, I should have known it was going to be Kelsey because, for God's sake, the Jags have been terrible with tight ends all year long. And what did Kelsey end up with? Fourteen receptions, one side one side of the uh, postseason postseason record. Uh, do you think Trevor Lawrence is is this his ascension? I do. I, I think he's in the conversation now. Um, you know, he, he was so, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? So uh, uh, just handcuffed with the, co- with the coaching situation last year. And I know Urban Meyer's a legend in Ohio, and he was great at Ohio State, but he was god-awful as an NFL head coach, like maybe the worst ever. Uh, and, you know, you're, what you saw with, with Trevor Lawrence is the difference from having uh, a fake head coach <laughs> and a real head coach. Now, again, I want to be clear. Urban Meyer's a really good college football coach. Yeah. But he might have been the worst I can remember as a head coach with the way he approached it and just how disastrous it was that quick. So, I mean, Doug Peterson is a real NFL coach, and he got real NFL talent out of Trevor Lawrence, which we all thought was there to begin with. 
How does the situation in Baltimore play out with Lamar? You know, I, I, they all say they're, they're going to get a deal done, but I mean, like, why isn't it done yet? That's my question. There, there has to be mistrust on both sides at this point. Um, you know, and, and, if, and if I'm Lamar and I see what Deshaun Watson got, I'm not, I don't want to take less than that. I mean, if you, you want to compare careers, he's been to the postseason, he's been an MVP, and you can have your discussions about whether or not you like the way he plays, but it's been productive, and the Ravens built an offense around it. So if this thing doesn't get done, it's a failure to me of, of the entire Ravens organization because they lowballed him before the season. And you can, you can pretend like, oh, you know, no one's ever getting those Deshaun Watson numbers again, but every agent's going for it or every player, because Lamar doesn't have an agent, that's what they're shooting for. That's the mark now. Whether, whether people like it or not, that's the reality of it. All right, Trey, I'm on my Caesars app right now. I'm trying to figure out the conference title games, and I'm a little stuck because this is when it gets tough for me. I love the divisional. I love the, the first round. Uh, the conference title games get a little tough for me. Uh, 49ers, Eagles giving up three points. Bengals, Chiefs, we're down to a point right now. Uh, what, what are yeah. we taking with the spread here? Well, you know, I'm, I'm kind of shocked that the, the Bengals are an underdog at this point. I mean, they've beaten the Chiefs three straight times, and that was with 100% Mahomes, and mm-hmm. we have no idea how effective Mahomes is going to be. You know, I spent six years in St. Louis, and Kansas City is in Kansas City, Missouri. That's the show-me state. You know, you're going to have to show me you can beat this team until uh, – and then I'll believe it. I mean, you know, last year they were 14 points in the first half. They were up at 11 at the break and had a complete brain fart at the end of the half when they could have gone up by at least three, and they they ran the clock out, and that really came back to haunt them. So I I have to lean on Cincinnati because – Show me you can beat them, and then I'll believe it. But I, they, they're over three. It's a good way to look about look at it. What about the Forty Nine ers Eagles? Well, you know, the best thing about this week is I think the best four teams in football are playing. You know, and and that's that's the fun part about it. The Niners' last loss was in October to Kansas City. They've won twelve straight games, regular and postseason combined. Um, these two teams are so different in the way they want to approach things. Um, I, I, I think I'm leaning San Francisco, but it would, I would not be surprised at all if, if Philadelphia won. But I think it's going to be an extremely close game. So I, if you're getting points, I love San Francisco. Trey Ringo, we appreciate the time. Always appreciate your work. And uh, we continue doing all those great commercials and everything you're doing, obviously, at Caesar Sportsbook, the 33rd Team Pro Football Network, and, of course, the Half Forgotten History Podcast, which I really do enjoy as well. Thank you, Trey. You got it, guys. Take care. You know, I, I almost feel at times – when I get chirped at over the weekend, it's a good and a bad thing. You kind of appreciate it. You like it. You like when people are thinking about you when they're watching the games on Sunday and they're thinking about your takes that you had throughout the week. That part I do enjoy. I think is very fun. The other part, though, that gets a little frustrating at times is when they chirp at you and then they just completely obliterate your take and they get it wrong in the worst way possible. And you're like, did you even hear what I had to say? And I kept thinking about that over the weekend. In regards to Nick Chubb, and uh, listen, I I was very adamant on Thursday. I didn't want to trade Nick Chubb. I don't want to trade Nick Chubb, but I wouldn't hammer the Browns if they did trade Nick Chubb. That was my contention. And we laid out all those reasons, and we talked about all those reasons. But I felt like there was nothing more glaring than what you saw this weekend that was evident. Now, remember, let me take you back into the, uh, the hot tub time machine that was, and let me take you back to Thursday. Lima in the morning used the Eagles as his example. I believe, and he had a caller stumped. He was like, who, do you, who is the Eagles running back? You don't even know his name. He, goes, you know, he knows, obviously, we know that it's Miles Sanders, but not everybody would know that it's Miles Sanders off the top of their noggin, right? 
But he asked that question. I was like, that was good. Good way of thinking about it. But I thought there was a better one. And what I proposed at night then, when I got my crack at it, is I said, it's not the Eagles that you need to be focused on. A couple different reasons why it's not the Eagles to focus on. It's more the Chiefs, in my estimation, as to why you can make a legitimate case that if Deshaun Watson is humming, you can't open up that Pandora box that is trade Nick Chubb. What I said on Thursday was how many of you guys know the running back for the Kansas City Chiefs? It was like a Bueller over Bueller, Bueller, Bueller. It's like we know, fantasy football people may know. Isaiah Pacheco. What did you watch Isaiah Pacheco do this past weekend? He was awesome. He was just, there was no other way to put it. He averaged almost eight yards per carry. He averaged 95 yards on the ground. He was great. By all accounts, Isaiah Pacheco, they don't win that game if not for what Pacheco was able to do. And in particular, what he was able to do, that long run he had, that 35-yard run he had in the Chad Henney 98-yard drive that, again, they only won by a touchdown. It's not as if they blew him out of the water. And I'll never forget that they only won by a touchdown because I had a lot of money on the Chiefs covering that spread. And then you had you know Patrick Mahomes on one leg and Doug Peterson kicking the field goal to make it a 10-point game to a 7-point game and take me out of the cash. So I have very distinctive memories as to why I will always remember that was a 7-point game, but that's neither here nor there. If not for Chad Henney's 98-yard drive, and if not for Pacheco's running abilities, they don't win that game. But that's not a case for Nick Chubb. In fact, I would make the argument that that's an even worse case for Nick Chubb than anything imaginable. Absent of the fact that Josh Jacobs is sitting at home, Derrick Henry is sitting at home, Nick Chubb is sitting at home, all the teams that have tried to truly go through their running back situation, in particular Derrick Henry and Nick Chubb, have not had success doing it. There's a reason why we went out and got Deshaun Watson, because having an offense that goes through the running back doesn't work. But why Pacheco is such a great example in all this is that the argument that should be made is that Pacheco might as well be Dearness Johnson. Pacheco might as well be Jerome Ford, and that might even be an insult to Jerome Ford considering they were both drafted in the same class and Jerome Ford was taken three rounds higher. Isaiah Pacheco's a seventh-round draft pick? Now you're going to make me hold on. Now i got to double-check whether or not it was seventh-round or sixth-round. Now I'm... uh, now I'm going through my mind like it was a seven or six round. I got to make sure that that's right and that's accurate before we move forward because I don't want to go ahead and get that wrong. I'm fairly confident seventh round, but I need to double check and make that sure. Yeah, seventh round, pick number 251 out of Rutgers. Isaiah Pacheco is a guy that you never heard of before this season got underway. And what happened with Isaiah Pacheco? He absolutely balled out in the highest order. He was great. You can make a legitimate argument. They don't win that game if not for Isaiah Pacheco. The same way in years past, there were certain games that you could make legitimate arguments that they wouldn't have won if it wasn't for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, if it wasn't for name every other running back that you've seen the Chiefs invest very, very little amount into and then watch and see what happens. Now, Edwards-Hilaire was obviously much higher than Isaiah Pacheco. Pacheco was taken in the seventh round. But you get the point here. Why is it that Patrick Mahomes can move forward with the seventh-round draft pick and turn him all-world and into everything, but people clamp up and say, well, we can't do the same when it comes to Nick Chubb. 
We can't do the same when it comes to Jerome Ford and Dearness Johnson and everybody else we would have in place of Nick Chubb. We're just up a creek without a paddle. We just, I mean, we just don't stand a chance. Makes no sense to me. What, what is it that the Chiefs do at such an elite level that we couldn't possibly try to re- uh, replicate? Because the Chiefs understood a couple of things. One, you have to pay Patrick Mahomes, and they paid him $500 million. No hometown discount there. They got paid $500 million. You can say that maybe he was worth six or $700 million, and that's your discount. When you write a check for half a billion dollars to somebody, there's no discount involved there, okay? Half a billion. They had to pay him a lot of money. They paid Travis Kelsey a lot of money, and then they made the hard decision to tell Tyreek Hill, thanks for your service. We'll see you when we see you. And because of that, they understood that as they cost cut and as they move closer and closer to having to pay Patrick Mahomes the higher version of what we paid to Sean Watson, not by much, but still, they had to find discounts in other areas. Part of that discount in other areas was they made sure they beefed up the offensive line, and they did, and they made sure they added pieces to the defense to make sure that uh, they weren't the world's worst defense, but they were just good enough. And they let a guy in Isaiah Pacheco go absolutely insane this past weekend. Averaged almost eight yards a carry. Why can't that be us? The part of the Nick Chubb discussion that I feel like a lot of people miss is the idea that Nick Chubb in and of itself makes you that much better of a team and makes you that much better of a roster and makes you that much... But, but the part that I feel like most people are missing is that if you get Deshaun Watson to a place where he's supposed to be and a reason why you pay him $231 million in guaranteed money, then you have to find a place where the run game is not necessarily what's going to get you into a deep part of the postseason. And on top of it, you can also then interchange. And because Patrick Mahomes is such a threat with the football and throwing the ball deep at any given turn... Someone like a seventh-round pick in Isaiah Pacheco? He's got running lanes as wide as Kia's. Uh, Just wide open. He can just do whatever he needs to do, whatever he wants to do. Even when Chad Henney was in the game, it's not as if if Jacksonville made the right adjustments in enough time to go ahead and clear that up and put eight men in the box and stop Pacheco. They're like, no, we're going to still treat Chad Henney like he's Patrick Mahomes based off the fact that we've seen Patrick do this, so now we have to respect Chad Henney for some reason. And then they let Pacheco still do work. I understand there's something special that Nick Chubb and Derrick Henry do, but the reason why I wouldn't hammer the Browns is because what they do at an elite level isn't that great relative to what you'd find in a million different Isaiah Pachecos that exist. I mean, hell, think about the conversations we have to have when it involves guys like Kareem Hunt, for instance. When you bring Kareem Hunt into the mix, do you know what the conversations end up being? It's like, oh, well, he only got eight carries. Everyone knows that, you know, Kareem needs 10 or 12 in order to really bust off a run. Why? Why do we need running backs that need that? I'm cool riding on. With Dearness Johnson, Jerome Ford, let's see what happens. I really am. Again, I, I, it's not the trade I want to make. It's not the trade I'm advocating for. It's just one when I sit back and think about it and see how this went down this last weekend. I'm like, you know what? I'm not hammering the Browns if it goes down that way. Two one six five seven eight double zero nine two. Jim up next on the fan. Hello, Jim. Hey, guys. There, there's two things here. One, I'm not disagreeing with you. 
especially when it comes to having an elite quarterback and then fill in the blank running back. But I, I do, and I, I know you kind of swiftly. You, know, you cannot lump Nick Chubb, Derrick Henry, even Joe Mixon in with any, you know, fill in the blank running back. It's not fair. There's a difference between an elite guy like those three and everybody else. Now, yes, you might be able to cover it up with great quarterback play, and you might, it might not be as important to the winning and winning and losing, but with lumping them all together is a totally disservice and bad thing to do. And I will also say this. You're, you're making this case, which I agree with. Running backs are devalued in the NFL. Well, who's going to trade and give you anything for Nick Chubb of value? Who's going to make, who is going to make a deal that actually makes sense with you on that? You can't on the one side say the running back position is so devalued that blah, blah, blah. And on the other hand, say, well, you know, I wouldn't be opposed to the trade. Because, look, he's not, he's not, uh, San Francisco. Oh, He's oh, not. Uh, no, Jim, you're you're right. There. You're right. We what we would need is we we need an antiquated front office that thinks like they're they, that that you can convince them that they can do Derrick Henry 2.0. But the problem with that is that if they connect the dots that Derrick Henry didn't win anything in Tennessee, then you have yourself a problem. Hundred percent right, Jim. I mean, I would make the contention right now that the Browns are probably better off with the kind of offense that they need to run. This is going to be totally unpopular with the kind of offense that they need to run and the way they need to have their running back play in the receiving game, that they would be better off with a quicker, swifter, less of a workhorse-type running back and more of a scatterback kind of guy like what they're doing in Kansas City. Yeah, I mean, I, I thank you, Jim. I appreciate the phone call. A lot of good comments there. I appreciate you, man. Um, it takes two to tango. Has the rest of the NFL picked up to this philosophy? Tell me the running offense that has worked in the NFL in the previous half decade. It doesn't work. Meanwhile, I watched Kenneth Gainwell average over nine yards a carry and go for over 100 yards for Philadelphia this weekend. And I know we talked about Miles Sanders. Listen, Miles Sanders still went for five yards a pop. He was still awesome. Kenneth Gainwell was a fifth-round pick. Your top two by yards per attempt this past weekend was Kenneth Gainwell, a fifth-round pick for Philadelphia, and Isaiah Pacheco, a seventh-round pick for Kansas City. Averaged over nine yards and averaged eight yards a pop this weekend. But everyone's over here telling me that you need something extremely special in Nick Chubb in order to go far in the postseason, and I'm just not buying it. And I think you all know that. That's the sad part. Deep down in your heart of hearts, you know I'm right. That's what, that's what tears you up is you know I'm right in this conversation. But for some reason, people just they care about who's on the roster when the Browns win the Super Bowl. I don't care about who's on the roster. I just care about winning the Super Bowl. I truthfully don't care if Nick Chubb, Miles Garrett, Deshaun Watson, I don't care who's on the roster when we win the Super Bowl. I'm just trying to construct a roster that gets us to the Super Bowl and gets us winning the Super Bowl. I don't care if Nick Chubb's on it or not. Make us the best team we possibly can. That's my whole contention the entire time. 216-578-0092. Rel, up next on the fan. Hello, Rel. What's up, JP? Yo. You, man, there's no way that you could ever, ever think about getting rid of Nick Chubb, man. So you, you, in your statement, you kept saying, why not us, right? Why can't we have a guy in the seventh round come out and run the ball and be this, you know, be this decent enough back to move us on in the playoffs like they do in Kansas City? Well, I asked myself, why not us with anything we do? You understand what I'm saying? If the Browns were in the playoffs right now, in the position that Kansas City was in right now, there would be no conversation about doing anything with Nick Chubb but 
No, Rel, Rel, there would be. Let me tell you the example. Let me tell you the example. There would be. The Chiefs just went through it with Tyreek Hill last year. Last year at this time, it was borderline unthinkable for anyone to suggest that they could be a team in a roster without Tyreek Hill. They did it, and and they've only gotten better. I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not a Kansas City fan. I don't live in Kansas City, so I don't know what that conversation was out there. But I'll tell you this: like I said before, you're willing to say, "Well, I don't mind who's on this, on this team, and whatever." Why aren't we ever having a? Why aren't you cool with having a conversation as to we're not where we need to be because of this? Because of this leadership, this coach who comes on you, you guys' station every single week and talks about it's his fault. Why aren't we having? We unpack that every bit of it, bro. I'm on. I'm on Earl, the air five hours now, a night. What are you talking about? And then, and then Earl said, and Earl, Earl the Pearl said, yeah. The, the conversation about trading Nick Chubb comes from the fact that we don't have first round picks. But so what? We got we got a ton of picks next. We come this coming up draft. We just don't have one in the first round. So yeah, go out and go out and find guys that can come in and help us win, man. Yeah, I'm all I'm all for that. That's all the conversation is. We're all just trying to find a point where we get to where we can win, Ralph. That's all we're trying to do. Nick Nick Chubb gives us that best chance. It's not his fault that he's not being put in in the best position so that we can that we can press on and win. That's not his fault. And Ralph, thank you, man. I appreciate the passion. I appreciate the phone call, man. Enjoy your day. He again, he's twelve and a half million dollars in a position where if you look at the other teams and you look at Kansas City in particular. Isaiah Pacheco, seventh rounder. Kenneth Gainwell, fifth rounder. Which, by the way, Miles Sanders, also they're paying next to nothing for right now as well in Philadelphia. Travis Etienne in Jacksonville, they're paying next to nothing. Now, he was obviously taken very high, but they're paying next to nothing for him. Like, go up and down the list here. If I'm trying in my, I'm trying as hard as I can to find a way into a deep postseason run, and I got to cut corners, and I got to find a way to to get as close to the Chiefs as I possibly can. I'm not saying you get to replicate what the Chiefs can do, because Travis Kelsey, who is now third all time in playoff receiving yards as a tight end, by the way, he doesn't grow on trees. Patrick Mahomes don't grow on trees. But one area where the Chiefs, I feel like, have been able to overcome more than most, really two areas. The fact that they were able to let Tyreek Hill just go last year and then Patrick Mahomes not only didn't take a step forward, uh, but also, you know, took a step, or excuse me, didn't take a step backwards, took a step forward, throwing for 5,200 yards, leading the league in touchdowns, going to win a league MVP. But the other area is what Kansas City's always really been about, and that is getting value out of the running back position. Isaiah Pacheco this past weekend ran for 95 total yards, almost eight yards a pop. Eight yards a pop out of a guy that was taken in the seventh round. Why can't the Browns do that? I'm not saying you have to trade Nick Chubb. I'm just saying I'm going to entertain the option if I need to entertain the option. If we're trying to cut corners to find our way to being Kansas City, well, one thing we do have in common with Kansas City is that we pay more to the quarterback position than 95% of the league. So we got to find ways to cut corners. Sorry, we got to go diving into the couch cushions finding ways to get pennies for the cap. That's just how this works. And you can tell me the cap isn't real all you want, but Nick Chubb counts $12.5 million towards it. If you can get... I, I'm sorry. If you can't get some type of production out of your running back position, the way that the Chiefs have been able to this past week, where, again, they don't win that game if not for Isaiah Pacheco, they don't. Well, what are we doing here? 
How is it you have Bill Callahan, one of the best offensive line coaches in the game, but then you can't all of a sudden rely on Jerome Ford, a guy that was taken three rounds higher than Isaiah Pacheco? You can't rely on a Dearness Johnson in order to step up and do his part, which, by the way, every time Dearness Johnson has been called upon, and I'm talking more than just the Denver game, he's answered in spades. 216578-0092. But you saw it all weekend. Kenneth Gainwell, fifth-round pick, averaged uh, nine yards a carry, 112 total yards this weekend. It's everywhere. Ron, up next on the fan. Hello, Ron. Hey, John, how you doing? Um, I, I'm, I'm totally on board what you're saying, and this is what I have to say if you want to compare. Kansas City, first offensive team, first, and they also have Travis Kelsey. Um, what are the Browns going to do with what you're saying if they're down by two touchdowns in the fourth quarter in a playoff game? What, they're going to hand it off? We need more help at <laughs> wide receiver. So, yeah. yes. I would, this is what I have to say, I would take, with what you're saying, a 1,000-yard, 1,200-yard wide receiver and replace a chub. Have a great day. All right, thank you, Ron. I appreciate you. Yeah, I need to find a, a better security blanket for Deshaun Watson. I like Amari Cooper a lot. I Look at this weekend, though. Any third down, any third and six, third and seven, it was going right to Travis Kelsey. Everyone in Arrowhead knew it, and everyone in Arrowhead was getting ready to applause accordingly because it was going to be a first down. Jamar Chase in that Buffalo game. Jamar Chase for Cincinnati. Every third down, it was who are they going to? Jamar or T. Higgins? Okay, great. There's another first down. Congratulations. Let's send you on your way. It was too easy. It was too easy. Let's make life easy on ourselves, guys. Running, and I love the people that call in with the arguments of like Nick Chubb matters so much and he's so great. Listen, I like Nick Chubb too. What has Nick Chubb won you? Just as much as Derrick Henry won the Titans. Being an offensive first team with a running game priority is not how you win. We've solved the Rubik's Cube, though. We've solved the puzzle. We got our quarterback. We got our guy. Now you have to start building the roster out in that fashion. You have to start building it out in a way that suggests that you're being taken seriously across the NFL. And that is, we're not just going to stash a really great running back in Nick Chubb to use him sparingly. No. We're going to pass the ball a ton, and you know who's going to fill in the gaps when we need a run? which, by the way, will be aided by the fact that every defender is a million yards down the field worried about our deep pass, uh, fifth-round running back, sixth-round running back, seventh-round running back. Like Kansas City did this last weekend. George, up next on the fan. Hello, George. Hey, JB. How you doing, buddy? What's up, George? How are you? All right, so I'm gonna I'm I'm devil's advocate here. Okay, you know, if you could if you could get something good in return for Nick Chubb, like an offensive player or a, a linebacker, that's great. But you know, you kind of shot yourself in the foot a little bit, in my opinion, when you stated that you know if we got a king's ransom and they took on his salary, you know, would we trade him? But then you also just said that we could find any Joe Blow in the fifth, sixth, or seventh round pick. You know, so it's like no one's going to want to take our guy and his salary and then give up a bunch of picks for us. You know what I'm saying? Oh, no, I think it's going to be really hard. That's, and I think that's yeah. why he's not getting moved is that I think it, like if they legitimately had the option to get a a king's ransom, I think it would have been a no brainer. You just need to find. Yeah. And this is why Andrew Bick gets, pay, gets paid the big bucks and not me. He needs to find the team stupid enough to go ahead and try to think of running a running first offense is what works in 2023. And that's hard to find these days, George. Yeah. So. I mean, like I said, I, I love Nick Chubb as much as everyone else does in Cleveland. And, but if we could get a good wide receiver for him or, you know, that linebacker that really has that pop, don't get me wrong, you know, JOK is great and all, but he's, he's a speed and coverage linebacker. We need that 
really big guy could eat up a lot of room in the middle, you know, so that we could stop the run with. Of course. And you're, I mean, yeah. you're 100% right, George, and I appreciate the call. Thank you. Right, have a good one, buddy. You too. Yeah, I mean, that's that, the hard part of this whole conversation is just that. You built a team to be a running team when you didn't think you had a great quarterback or you were waiting for Baker Mayfield to be that great quarterback. That was how you built it. Then you fast forward. No, by the way, I say built it very loosely because Nick Chubb was taken in the second round. It's not as if they expected Nick Chubb to be this version of Nick Chubb that we know. But they fell into a situation where they have an all-world running back. They have just have this great running back. And they're now a passing team with Deshaun Watson. So they're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place. They need to convince a team that the direction they need to go is being like a Derrick Henry or being like what Josh Jacobs was to the Raiders this last year as Josh Jacobs led the league in rushing. And that's really hard to do because none of those teams have won. As evidenced by how little the Browns have won in the Nick Chubb era. Those teams don't win. The passing teams win. The Joe Burrow. The Patrick Mahomes. Those teams win. Mike, up next on the fan. Hello, Mike. Hey, thank you for taking my call. No, appreciate I think this is a very this is a very good topic because honestly, we built our offensive line and our running game um, to be this power football. But then you add you add Deshaun Watson and you scratch all of that, so we don't have an identity. We're trying to be all of the things, but we're not good at one thing. So I agree with it. I mean, I think Nick Chubb's an excellent guy, but I, I think that is he is he a Miles Sanders now? Because I thought what I what I saw Jalen Hurts the other day is like that's what I want to see from Deshaun Watson. I want to see read options. I want to see speed and big wide receivers on the outside and a tight end. That's why we don't need that for Nick Chubb with a Miles Sanders, right? A Jerome Ford can do that. Other guys can do that, but we need we need the weapons. The, the, everything is about Deshaun Watson. You just make everything around Deshaun Watson and what what he needs to be successful, and that's what we do, period. No question. You got the right idea. Thank you, Mike. Gerald up next in the fan. Hello, Gerald. Hello. I uh, like your show here. Um, Thank you. I don't, I don't think that moving Nick Chubb is a, is like a franchise uh, derailing move. Um, like like you said, I mean, you, you can get production at the running back position, uh, you know, Seventh round, seventh round draft picks. I mean, and, and it just kind of seems like um, they're trying. It's almost like with Watson and Chubb, they're trying to mesh two schemes into one, and it just doesn't look like it fits. So, yeah, I think we're kind of. I think we're kind of seeing the end of like this this zone scheme, kind of like the Shanahan style. These these run plays, the play actions, and all that. I, I just think that. I think we're going to see more of a North Turner kind of. I don't know. It's maybe like a drop back, pass the line. No more power run stuff. I just like I like you guys said. I think we're going. It's the passing league, and I think that's what they're going to do. I think they're going to scrap all the all the trick play run stuff, and I think we're just going to line up and try to pass it down the ball all day long. Yeah, I think the recipe's there, and thank you, Gerald. I appreciate it. And again, it's it's never more... These are good things, by the way. These are, as they say in The Wire, these are the good problems, Marlo. Like, this is it. You're you're trying to emulate yourself to be like Kansas City, the Kansas City Chiefs. Legitimately, that's what you're trying to do. Starring in the role of Travis Kelsey is David Njoku. Starring in the role of Patrick Mahomes is now Deshaun Watson. How do you find value across the board? By the way, great offensive line in Kansas City. Not saying they did great offensive line in Kansas City. They invested a lot into their offensive line. So, like, but how do you 
How do you get to a point where you, if you have to go ahead and try to skim some of the fat, so to speak, on this Browns roster so you can get value elsewhere, how do you get your fifth, sixth, seventh rounders to be Isaiah Pacheco, who was just flat out awesome yesterday? Saturday, excuse me. For some reason, I keep thinking they played all the games yesterday. I'm like, I know I spent all Saturday on my couch. I know I spent all Sunday on my couch. But Saturday and Sunday, they've just kind of blended together in some sort of nice way where I just don't even think about it. When it comes to Nick Chubb, and if we're trying to really scratch the surface on what we can and cannot get away with in an NFL offense to try to make it, because I don't think we're that far away. I really don't. I don't think we're that far away. But we have to start making moves like the Kansas City Chiefs have done. And what you see this past weekend has been so obvious towards what matters and what doesn't matter when you have an elite quarterback. And yes, there is some assumption here that we're playing with. We're playing with the idea that Deshaun Watson is going to end up being all right. But hey, spoiler alert, when you pay Deshaun $231 million, that's the roll of the dice that you're making. Like you're, you're, you're playing with that assumption to begin with anyway where it's not even roll the dice with the wrong term there because it's not even a roll of the dice. Again, it's an assumption that he's going to be a Patrick Mahomes. He's going to be a Joe Burrow. He's going to be one of those type quarterbacks. So you got to start shaving some money somewhere. And when it comes to Nick Chubb, I'm looking around and I'm seeing what happened yesterday. I'm seeing Kenneth Gainwell, a fifth round pick, go for nine yards a pop. I'm seeing Isaiah Pacheco going for eight yards a pop. And I, I pointed out that Chiefs running back room on Thursday with good reason. I got some Twitter reactions. Twitter reactions powered by our friends at Chubb and Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. And I was talking about, I thought the I thought the Chiefs were the better example than the Eagles last week in using running backs that you don't know their name of. Even though Isaiah Pacheco is known to fantasy football players and, and people that play fantasy, and if you watch the game at all over the weekend, you 100% know his name now if you didn't before. I got a tweet saying, hey, you're forgetting about Jarek McKinnon. Okay, that's an even that's an even better point, though. Like, let's let's bring this all into the fold. So Kansas City has basically constructed their running back room in the in the Patrick Mahomes era with a bunch of either old guys on cheap money, young people on cheap rookie contracts, and that's it. Think about their room right now. Clyde Edwards Alaire, rookie contract. Jarek McKinnon making just over a million dollars a year. Isaiah Pacheco, seventh-round pick, rookie contract. They're basically spending nothing in the running back room with players you saw or players you at least have seen in recent weeks on the, on the Kansas City Chiefs. They're basically spending nothing because they know when they pay half a billion dollars to Patrick Mahomes and they have to pay Travis Kelsey, that's how their team is constructed. They're, they push all the chips in the middle of the Patrick Mahomes table, which, by the way, has had a net return of a million since they since they started doing it. You know, the fact that he's going to win another league MVP this year, the fact that he's been in two Super Bowls, played uh, won one of those Super Bowls, and for the fifth straight year, it has been a conference title appearance for Patrick Mahomes, something some folks are now dubbing the Patrick Mahomes Invitational because it happens so often. This is what we're talking about here, guys. And this is when we're trying to get this Browns offense that has been based now on the running game for so many years to flip the page, enter, you know, the high-def TV era that we're in right now, get yourself in 2023, and make it a passing offense. $12.5 million for an elite running back at this point. I'm not, I, I just, I don't, I don't necessarily know why we're trying to fit this into our offense. I'm not going to kill the Browns because I don't know that the return would be very good. 
But again, I have to consider everything when I'm playing catch up with the rest of the NFL. Two one six five seven eight double zero nine two. Chris, up next on the fan. Hello, Chris. Yo, Chris. Chris going once, twice, three times. Oh, lady, he's gone. Uh, he was going to, in the comment section, he had a, a comment on Saquon Barkley. So I'll just touch on what I think Chris was going to go down when it comes to Saquon. Saquon is so valuable to the New York football giants that in their very first game uh, against the Vikings, Saquon rushed the ball nine times. Daniel Jones rushed the ball 17 times. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, Saquon. You know, the guy who was fourth in rushing yards this year, he was so valuable that Daniel Jones almost had twice the rushing attempts than he did. And then they followed it up this past week. Now, this past week is not the best example because they played a team that started to blow the doors off of them, and I get why you have to throw the ball a ton, but Saquon Barkley followed it up with another nine rushing attempt performance. Give me a break on this, guys. 216-578-0092. Dominic, up next in the fan. Hello, Dominic. Hey, Jonathan, how are you? Hey, Dominic, how are you? Good, man. I originally called with a couple of reasons why we're not there yet, but there's plenty of time for that. Listen, Jonathan, I'm 69 years a Browns fan, and when you start talking about trading our best player, you know, the first time I heard you say it about an hour ago, I I, I got the shakes because, you know, I go way back to where both times we've traded our best player, uh, it turned out to be a disaster and set us back about a decade each time, you know. Well, Dominic, Dominic, the bet here is that he's not your best player. Yeah. That's the bet. If everything works the way it's supposed to, and this is the bet that Andrew Barry has made, and he's riding his whole entire GM tenureship on it, the bet is that Deshaun Watson is your best player. Well, here's the thing with Nick, okay? I love Nick. Who doesn't love Nick, okay? Right. I do, too. I know you do. How long is he going to last? That, that, that's the question. Another part of this question. Time. Exactly right. You yeah. know running backs fall well, off at any point. It's a guessing you know, game. So I, you know, but it would be very, very critical that if you were going to trade him, Boy, I'll tell you something. You 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 better you better get get something. And you know when when I first thought about this, says I better be Mahomes or forget about it. You know, obviously something like that doesn't happen. And that brings me to our quarterback, Jonathan. That you know, uh, I put me in the category of boy, I'm expecting an awful lot. Got it. Got yeah, it. Maybe too much. And but I don't want to hear game one, two, three. You know, he's working on it. He's working on it. I got to tell you the truth, Jonathan. He, he better do that in uh, spring training or whatever the hell they call it. The, he better hit the ground running. Training camp, yeah. They better have an offense designed for this guy. Right. I, I don't want to hear about, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're getting there. Right on. I want to be there. Right on. You know, Thank you, one Dominic. One last thing quickly, Dominic. Got to go quick, said, Dominic. Got to go quick. I got to squeeze said, some people in. I got it. I appreciate it. You said win the Super Bowl. I just want to get to the Super Bowl. I want to get there. Please. I want to win it. If we get there, I want to win it, Dominic. <laughs> Thank you, man. I appreciate you. You know, but here's the, here's the main point off that, though. You know, because Dominic, he, he, you know, he, he kind of rattled my brain a little bit there with the idea. You know, and I'm just, I've been thinking about this for a while. Like, why do we care who's on the roster when we win the Super Bowl? Why don't we just care about winning the Super Bowl? I, how many Chiefs fans right now are going to throw, like, if they end up winning the Super Bowl this year, how many Chiefs fans are going to be crying in their soup because Tyreek Hill isn't on that roster? Not a thing. It's just flatly not a thing. 
Right. Oh, no, we won the Super Bowl, but I feel so bad because one of our best players in Tyreek Hill is not on the roster. <laughs> it's not a thing. Not a thing. They'll be happy they won the Super Bowl. That's all that matters. If you make yourself a better team by using a fifth-round pick in Jerome Ford and Dearness Johnson, and you can do it shaving $12.5 million that you use elsewhere for better pieces on the defense maybe, I don't know. You, again, that's Andrew Berry's job, not my job. Well... You're not going to cry if we win the Super Bowl because of it. And trying to fit the blueprint that's already out there, not the worst idea in the world. 216-578-0092. Bob, up next in the fan. Hello, Bob. Yes, I'm here. Hey, thanks. Appreciate you for taking my call. How you doing hey, today, Bob. sir? Hey, Bob. How are you? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of uneasy about what you're saying. It's hard to believe you. I mean, you're, you're serious about your, what you're saying about as far as, like, clearing cap space and getting rid of Nick Chubb. I mean, it's kind of crazy. Are you understanding my points at least? You might think I'm crazy for it, but are you understanding my reasoning? I'm understanding the reasoning, but okay, good. that's all I care about. Is, Chubb is a running back who can get you down the field on his own, and he had a banged up line all year. He still got you what, 1,200 yards this year? If he was so great, then why have we not won in the Nick Chubb era? You got to think about he doesn't have the line. I mean, the coach he's had one of the best there. running back or best offensive lines in the NFL over the previous three years. I heard you talk about Kansas City all day today. A year and a half ago, two years ago, we almost beat them. Came out to a crucial play. We were, we were almost two. Bob, I'm not. I'm not in the almost business. I mean, it, it happened though. It's a fact. But the same team that you're talking about, we have a great team. And what have they done? What have they done since then? They've continued to go to back-to-back AFC title games, and uh, who knows what the sky is the limit for this year. And in going to back-to-back uh, conference games, they've now appeared in their fifth straight. AFC title game. Browns haven't done that. We have a tough, tough division. We have one of the toughest divisions in the league. I mean, we got the Ravens there. We got Pittsburgh Steelers. We got one of the hardest divisions. But when the Browns are doing their thing, you can put them up against the best of them. We got three all-pro players. We got, I mean, we got a lot of good things going on. We just got to get the coaching together. We got to get the communication together, the leadership together. The guys are great, though. I mean, we got a great team. I'm just saying you're rolling the dice. If you're bringing in fifth round, sixth round picks and trying to see what they're going to do, we already we already got them there. But like you're right, you're rolling the dice. We already got them there. I like Jerome Ford, but but it's it's one of those things that if you if you have that good of an offensive line and if you have a good enough passing game, the way that we're supposed to with Deshaun Watson, because life becomes a lot easier running the football when you have a really good passing game, Bob. You know yeah, that. We just got to get Deshaun Watson going. We got to get him some. Reps no question. With, I mean, I, no I, question. I agree with putting some more receivers behind him, though. No question. Yeah. Thank you, Bob. I appreciate you. Yeah, in case you're just joining us. Uh, Bob hip to my idea about we need we need like one of the other takeaways I've had this weekend is that we don't have our safety blanket we don't have our elite wide receiver or not even have to be a wide receiver we don't have our Travis Kelsey we don't have our Jamar Chase every big third down play automatic to Travis Kelsey automatic to Jamar Chase or T Higgins and it was a guarantee and every Bengals fan and every Chiefs fan knew it I think we're not that far away but the one area where I'd say where we need to close the gap on the Bengals and the Chiefs is that right there we don't have our instant third down, let's move the chains guy. I want that to be Amari. Stefanski's given me no inclination that that's going to be Amari as of this point. And Amari's not Travis Kelsey, and he's not Jamar Chase. I love him, but he's not either one of those guys. He isn't. Which is, again, a really hard bar to clear because Travis Kelsey's going to, when it's all said and done, be considered, if not the greatest tight end to ever play the game. He's in the family photo. And Jamar Chase hasn't been in the league long enough to go ahead and put any declarations on him. But so far, 
Uh, he's playing in rarefied air for the early part of his career. Like he's hitting, he's hitting. You know how OBJ in in New York in the first three years of his career put up yardage we've never seen before. Jamar Chase is on that trajectory. That's how insane it's been. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.